Chris, how are you with that? Get ready to tap into the minds of the founding fathers of SEO. Rocket, rocket to the next generation of search engine optimization 3.0 with traffic that will put your website into a head-on collision. Decades of combined SEO expertise give their take on the world of SEO. Now, here are the princes of PageRank, the heroes of HTML, the sultans of search, the SEO, SEO rock stars. All righty, everyone. Welcome to the SEO rock stars. It's probably our second to last, second to last episode of the year today. Uh, we're originally recording this on December 13, 2016. This is Chris Boggs. I'm the founder of Web Traffic Advisors, and I'm joined by our early to the party, as always, Frank Watson. How are you doing, good sir? I'm doing pretty well, mate, and I definitely think we'll be. Uh, this will be the last one for the year. I don't think we'll be doing one on Boxing Day. Well, you know, we got the uh, 20th to go, so next yeah. week, still, uh, I think we could possibly tack it on here on Cranberry Radio. Uh, you know, we love cranberry.fm, and we're glad that you've been listening to us this year. It's it's coming down to the end of the year, and it's time for gifts from Google Analytics. Yeah. So our first, uh, our first uh, subject today is, it's an interesting one. Um, in case you, for some reason, haven't been reading other blogs and so forth, uh, and this is the first time you're hearing it, uh, there's a bunch of refer spam that's uh, it's kind of invading the um, site traffic statistics that you can find in Google Analyst, uh, Analytics. So you'll, you can drill down to a source report, and it shows things such as site-auditor.online, uh, Lifehacker uh, is one. Reddit is showing even uh, Reddit.com and alleged referring source, but it's not really Reddit and it's not Lifehacker. And who knows what the heck site-auditor that is actually showing up uh, in some of my clients' sites too. Now, the funny thing is, is that this is not only showing, and by the way, uh, our first article uh, is from Jonathan Hockman from December 12th, that search engine land, This, as I mentioned, was covered in a number of... Uh, outlets and um, you know we're using this great article from Jonathan here it's got a couple good examples in it but uh, there's a lot out there and you should understand the English uh, so here it is it's actually in this refer data uh, article I found this this morning I thought it was amazing I'd never seen it lo and behold it had been published yesterday by uh, Jonathan over at search engine land but actually listed as a language you have in you know English dash US English dash GB then DE in this example the one that that I tweeted about actually had as the second most common language uh, and, and over 100 sessions attributed to it to a language called secret.google.com. You're invited. Enter only with this ticket URL. Copy it and vote for Trump. Frank, what is going on here? I Where's all Russians, this stuff coming from? I think the, the Russians over at Yandex are playing with Google. <laughs> it's, a, it's a combination, right? And we know that this refers to Spam has been coming through, um, you know, over the last couple of years. It's become kind of a thorn. There's some great articles out there, in fact, that talk about how to get rid of this. Um, I actually, unfortunately, just had a tab uh, that was um, closed that uh, there was a great. Yeah, I, you know, I mean, refer spam is definitely something that. Uh, you should be aware of it, you know, it inflates your numbers, it gives you inaccuracies. And there are methodologies. We've actually covered this uh, 
in the past. And there are places if you uh, do a Google search for uh, filtering uh, refer spam in Google Analytics, there's a few of them that have written articles, decent articles about how to go in and, and create the filters so that you get the, that traffic that really is just inflating your numbers to, you know, so that you've got a more accurate view. Yeah, and I'll find it, like I said, but uh, by all means, you know, there's even, I've, I, I was actually pretty, um, I thought it was stupendous uh, that Google, as, as a non-standard, like default setting, you have to go into your analytics and, and check a little box that says, hey, filter known analytics <laughs> yeah. uh, or exclude all hits from known bots and spiders. Come on, that's a head scratcher. Why would Google Analytics make you and make all these small business owners that are using Google Analytics have to go check that box? That's a default no-brainer check there. Uh, Bill Scully actually is the one who uh, uh, noted me to the article um, um, in regards to the report, and that's actually where I found it. So we finally, in a roundabout way, got to it. And that article is slowly loading through t.co. Uh, it's from juliancoquet.com, Negible Quantities, a blog by Julian Coquet. How can I handle Google Analytics or first, ma'am? So there's a good one. Uh, it's very current. It's, it's relevant, and it's a good idea uh, to get a handle on that. Yeah. But let's move along to the next topic, which is also a good one. Uh, we're going to stick to the Google tools sort of theme. Google Search Console expands reports for property sets. So the property sets feature, um, which is something that you may or may not have used, depending on uh, sort of how many uh, different websites and so forth that you're managing, um, it allows you to combine different profiles in your Google Search Console into one report. So this can be very useful, especially if you're an agency or trying to create some sort of a broader macro level insight, huh, Frank? Yeah, no, no, this this is clever. Uh, it's similar to some of the uh, segmentation that you can use in Google Analytics. But uh, here, you know, it, it, you've got the ability to isolate out by uh, particular href lang, that's you know across multiple sites that you've got. You can aggregate uh, a particular number of properties. Uh, you know, there's a whole bunch of things. It's it's definitely worth going into. It it'll vary depending on what your industry is or you know what sort of insights you're looking for, whether it's geographic or demographic. But yeah, there, there's a lot of opportunity there. And uh, hats off to uh, the guys over at the Search Console for actually, you know, saying, okay, let's allow our users to uh, to be a bit more creative and set up their own sort of uh, expanded reports. Right, and, and if you think about it, it's a bit of a folksonomy uh, methodology because Google will certainly be privy to the data as well. Um, so they can look at some of that, I would assume. Uh, well, and they get it all uh, anyway. Yeah. Well, but I'm just saying they can learn from uh, marketers that are, yeah. you know, inside the data and trying to figure it out in ways that are meaningful to businesses versus ways that are meaningful to artificial intelligence improvement, right? Which, in yeah. a way, overlap. <laughs> so I think it's a great way to sort of create a a, a pool. Um, so make sure, um, you know, if you're of that mindset, uh, that you participate and uh, help everyone help us uh, with our marketing. 
Um, another um, techie topic is from our good friend Bill Slosky, the winner of a few U.S. search awards this year and in Las Vegas. It was fabulous to get to see him walking up to the stage a few times uh, this year well to deserved. accept awards sheepishly, but certainly well-deserved over the years as someone that we've looked at uh, as a guide, and we always give him a lot of props when we introduce his content. Uh, he wrote an article on 12-11-2016, Google acquires eye-tracking startup iFluence and its technology. And so he provides a nice little introduction to these glasses that allow you to use your gaze as a mouse. So you can gaze through these glasses and move their, your mouse. Um, uh, Frank, I'm sure there's probably other applications for this, uh, but yeah, no, no. let's I mean, stay away from them for now. But, uh, exactly. what, what do you think? You don't uh, need another set of Google goggles. Exactly. Yeah, and that's, that becomes a problem in terms of, um, I'm curious, you know, uh, you know, we always want to try to find some SEO spin here. And, um, you know, I think that this pretty much is more of a technology topic, but, I guess, you know, it, it, it all again comes into, um, you know, if eye tracking becomes part of the data set that's being used to monitor user uh, satisfaction with content, for example, uh, you know, that becomes another way uh, to also focus in on which part of the page is most likely to be looked at, you know, because you're going to get a much larger sample in the, in the old eye tracking studies that we've used over the years. Yeah, I mean, it's similar to the heat maps. That uh, you know that are around. So it, it's what's hot, what you know, what's drawing the gaze. You know, it's a manipulation of you know. You can, like anything else, you can test. You can use you know colored backgrounds on, on particular buttons. You can use text, you know, art, whatever. It just gives you that ability. And and this is obviously a lot more accurate than the uh, older heat maps. So I think this is the way it goes. It's going to give more insights into <clears throat> user experience, which you know, we can then, uh, more time on site, more bounce rate. It has an application that SEO should be looking at because ultimately the information that comes from it can be used to improve the user experience, which would lower the bounce rate, would keep people on the site longer, which would end up uh, giving your site more value and and hopefully increase your ranking. Yep, and you know it's all we just. Um, I can't recall Frank if you were included, and you should have been if not. Uh, but there was about forty people that contributed. It's the one article that I contribute to on an annual basis, and maybe we'll actually give it some love next year, uh, next week, or in or one of our review or prediction type of uh, upcoming episodes here on Cranberry Radio. Uh, but. Um, you know, the, the idea of Google sort of combining a lot of goals into back to, you know, its original intent, which is to satisfy the user above all else, um, again, makes sense then from an SEO perspective to consider how, um, you know, you could leverage the type of information that ideally will you know, start to surface, um, you know, through the result of using these types of uh, technology. Yeah this iFluence technology to get ahead of the game and stay on that bleeding edge, as it were, right? So let's take a break, and we'll be right back with you here on SEO Rockstars. Stay with us. Thank you.
back with more SEO rock stars right after this. Is your website hacked? Is your website displaying error messages or loading slowly? Even if there are no signs of malicious activity, your site may still be compromised. Websites, like cars, require regular maintenance to perform at their best and not leave you stranded. At Fjord, our website maintenance experts can help you assess which one of our maintenance plans will best support your needs. Visit FjordDigital.com or call 612-877-3840 and get the support and protection your website and business deserve. That's F-J-O-R-G-E Digital.com. Looking for a better way to get more traffic and interaction to your Facebook page? Imagine Facebook interactivity on your page like you've never seen. Introducing your new Facebook marketing fix, So Social, the new and revolutionary way to easily manage and automate your Facebook contest and sweepstakes. Create a fun, easy-to-win contest by writing a simple Facebook post. Watch your post go more viral and generate loads of interaction. Track your traffic and generate email lists with ease. So Social is mobile-friendly and complies with Facebook terms of service. Let So Social give your Facebook page some flash today. Zoom over to zosocial.com. Do you have cold, hard cash burning a hole in your pocket? Let Cranberry Radio lighten your load. Just hand us that burdensome dinero, and we'll get you set up with your very own radio show. We produce, edit, and amplify the show. All you have to do is show up. It's time for you to make an impact. We're glad to help. Just hand over the cash. Space is limited. So contact us now at sales at cranberry.fm. Cranberry Radio, online anytime at cranberry.fm. Let's get back to jamming and spamming with the SEO rock stars. All right, here we are back again. Uh, once again, this is recorded on 12 13 16. This is Chris Fox with Frank Watson. Thanks for listening to SEO rock stars on cranberry.fm. Got some good topics. Our next one is stop looking at keyword search volume and look here instead from our friends over at Search Engine Journal. And in fact, uh, yes. a good friend of ours personally, Mr. Christopher Hart, who we've known over the years from such places uh, as uh, Bruce Clay. Uh, where else has he worked? A number of uh, um, well, not a number, but a few where he's been able to make them work in our industry. So it's nice to see uh, Mr. Hart from LinkedIx uh, contribute this article. Frank, why don't you give it an intro? Yeah, I mean, basically, he uh, is talking about how uh, keyword search volume is something that uh, we spend as SEOs, in his opinion, a, a little bit too much time on. And uh, it's getting to the point where we really need, and I agree with them here, we really need to be looking at a lot more elements because you have the impact of, of all of 
the real estate on the page. You know, you've got the knowledge box, you've got the answer boxes, you've got you know just different areas where now there seems to be quite a bit of traffic coming in. So uh, to just look at what the searches are, you've got you know, and then map your way around it. You you really do need to start looking in terms of of other perspectives than just pure search volume. Right, and so he's describing a conversation that he had with an SEO manager over at iProspect, uh, and he gives disclosure that they are clients of LinkedIn, uh, neither of which are sponsors. Uh, so this is just within an article, obviously. Great companies, though, both well-known within our industry, uh, that uh, still uses data about keywords, but in a much different way. So uh, I, I like, and I'm not, we're not going to get into each, uh, you know, of of the points in this article. But I think that he does a good job of um, leveraging the platform and showing how the platform can offer uh, what position the website is ranking for with with a particular keyword, and if the website has content, you know, in an answer box, you know, sort of high level data like that. Um, you know, I think that what they're describing here is a methodology really that's based more on click-through rate and intent mapping and basing, you know, how people are interacting with specific keywords, right? Because if you, uh, you know, there's other ways to do some of what uh, they're describing here. Um, and, and one of them would be to consider using, for example, the uh, flow chart within Google Analytics, right, Frank? Yeah, and I mean, there, <clears throat> there are a couple of points where he says, you know, uh, that keywords with the highest opportunity based on the method that he lays out uh, are sometimes some that have lower search volume. Uh, you know, I mean, that seems a little obvious that um, <clears throat> if there's low search volume, there's going to be you know, less competition to try and rank well for that. So, I mean, that's almost like, you know, use a long tail perspective versus the, you know, the broader match terms. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, it's good. It, it, it makes you aware of what's going on, the use of universal search results. So uh, it's definitely worth the read to anyone yep. at whatever level they are in the industry. And Mike is actually mentioned in here, our friend Mike Green of Acronym, yep. uh, you know, talking about, um, Intent-based optimization, right? And that's kind of what I was getting at in my previous comment. One thing that I'll say is that uh, I do like to. I have a few smaller clients, you know, that have like let's say HVAC in uh, a particular uh, town in a particular state, uh, and I do like to use the Google AdWords keyword tool still to break it down by, you know, you can break it into, for example the the volumes in the counties that uh, might be within the footprint of the particular yeah. business. Uh, and I think then it becomes, you know, again, it's still not something that you should bet your house on, but it's a much better guide. And, and you'll find, especially in a case like, uh, you know, the classic example of who searches more uh, auto insurance or car insurance, right? Uh, yeah. So um, in, in the South, maybe it's more car, and in the North, maybe it's more auto, right? And, and until you do some of that uh, actual geographic limitation that's available to you within the AdWords tool, then you know, you, you're probably leveraging too much of a wing and a prayer when you're looking at keyword volume. The other one that I'm surprised is not mentioned in here is the cost per click, uh, which to me is always my uh, you know, 
second favorite, and in some cases favorite, especially in a B2B. Uh, if I'm just doing research for a B2B SEO client, I'm going to be looking at cost per click uh, almost at, with a higher priority than I look at keyword volume. Yeah, see, if you're looking at cost per click, you've got to look at seasonality <clears throat> because sure, you know, sure. depending on when you're doing it, it's not going to give you a, you know, a really good long-term view of what the cost is because you know the holiday season everyone goes mad with cpc good point uh, good point bids. i'm glad you put that modifier on there and there's a few others that belong on there right uh yeah you know cost per click is is uh typically you're assuming that it's within an industry that's sophisticated that the people that are spending more are doing so because they're making more not just simply because they're involved in some sort of an ego bidding war right uh yeah, there's I mean, a lot of little factors like that but i still think with those asterisks, I still leverage that tool in a lot of ways. But good point, Frank. You don't yeah. want to, uh, you know, let seasonality <laughs> jump in your way, and or maybe a battle between the Hatfields and McCoys, the two competing car dealers in town that are driving all these yeah. uh, uh, new Ford terms up, for example. Um, so good article over there. Thanks, Mr. Hart. Uh, we got Blue Glass. Uh, that's providing and and blue glass from uh, co.uk variety obviously uh, it's um, managed to run across a couple of nice people from uh, co.uk at pubcon uh, and uh, at the search awards in fact uh, that's the second mention of the search awards but they have a nice in-depth article on how to secure the Google answer boxes uh, by Sam Hurley, published about three weeks ago, uh, which is the style. I would tell you the date, but uh, today is 12.13, but it says at the top of the blog three weeks ago. So uh, want to increase click-through rate to your site by 100%? Not a bad proposition, right? Uh, so there you go. Um, that's the lead-in. Frank, again, I will allow you to provide an intro to this nice piece of content. I've uh, yeah, scrolled I mean, through and, and read a few, few nuggets of this already. It's interesting, and it also uh, it highlights a couple of tools that are good. Uh, GetStat.com's uh, features snippet analysis, which is kind of cool. Uh, That's you know, GetStat, G-E-T? Yes, G-E-T-S-T-A-T.com. -E I was just uh, translating your Australian for people. <laughs> but it's, you know, you've got to find which answers to go to, and... Um, it's becoming very popular to to be able 40 percent yeah of uh this uh mark traffic and a friend of yours uh um put uh 40 percent as the number uh, he's quoting um pubcon oscan deck uh, as rich answers, um, that's a lot of searches. I'm, obviously, I'm just looking at one metric and based on, I'm assuming, what he said. Uh, but that's, I guess, indicating that uh, up to 40% of searches now may have a rich snippet answer. Yeah, I mean, either a, a rich answer or down the bottom, you know, you I'm seeing it more and more over the last couple of months, the uh, what is so-and-so. You know, the, those four questions that you, you know, hit the arrow and it, it gets a little explanation. Yeah, that those rich answers are everywhere now. And I would not be surprised if the number was 40 percent. And I think it may be something that <clears throat> if the searches are informational, that it's worked directly in now by Google. Hey, it gives them a chance you to know, scrape some information. You don't have to click off Google. You know, you just get the better. Yeah. You know, Honestly, I think it's the Wild West. Learning. 
for SEOs, it's really a badge of honor if you can own some of these too. And some of these are localized, but I mean, I think one of my favorite examples in here is 40 ways to make money quickly, you know, top ways to make money online and offline. What an awesome place to, you know, get a rich snippet for that search. And it's savethestudent.org, right? I mean, it's like somebody's uh, doing some good work there from an SEO perspective. Uh, or maybe they just looked into it, uh, but I kind of doubt it. Uh, the tables are interesting in there, too, I think. Uh, you know, with uh, uh, there's some tables coming into play where, uh, you know, it's not just a paragraph of content, but you have like a three-column and five-row table uh, that's showing up in terms of kitchen conversions, uh, work details, and sample costs. Uh, so a great little uh, example there. So uh, just showing that Google is continuing to uh, and, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on this, Frank, because I know you've railed on them for this before, and, and rightfully so. Uh, this is kind of content theft, right? I mean, yeah. ultimately, somebody may, you know, we'd have to know what percentage of people click through to these uh, featured exactly snippets. What, you know? uh, that's exactly what I was thinking while you were talking. It was like, we really do need to know the number of what sort of click-throughs are coming after Google has used their machine learning to you know, truncate five sentences into two, <clears throat> you know, mining the gold and silver of, of an article that we mentioned last week. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're taking the content where previously, if they didn't have all these little offerings for, to, for the user, people would click through to regular websites. So now it's definitely interesting to see if that's, it has a decent click through rate and, you know, it's, just another way that you've got to learn optimization. It's search engine optimization. It's no longer, you know, the page rank and, and things like that. It's how do I get myself into these boxes that pop up everywhere? How do I optimize myself for the maps? Because the map shows up. Yeah, you know, there's a lot more to, to SEO now than just the old days of how do I get in the top 10 blue links? Well, actually... That's a great seg uh, because we got to move it along. And thanks again, Blue Glass. And I agree with you, Frank. Uh, if you don't mind, let's seg that, what you were just saying, into this search metrics article over at Search Engine Land about the ranking factors <laughs> and uh, what it does take to rank and uh, what uh, particularly has, uh, at least according to this one study, lost its importance a little bit. Not, not lost its overall importance, but actually dropped in importance, which is link. Um, you know, getting search metrics, Google ranking factor study says content gaining while links losing importance. Uh, it's a great kind of clickbaity, I think, potentially uh, article uh, headline for Barry Schwartz uh, from December 13th today. Uh, but uh, I think it's a it's a it's a very well written article. There's a lot of great uh, content in here. Uh, a lot of bullets URLs with the highest content relevance are those on positions three to six. Uh, 2016, 53% of the top 20 URLs included keyword in their title. Uh, so title still important as well as the URLs. Uh, Frank, what else did you uh, like from this little list here? Yeah, no, I uh, definitely it's a list to go through. Um, and unfortunately, I don't have that one open up in front of me. But, oh, my uh, bad. No, uh, you know, I mean, you definitely I need this to one look in beyond. On. Yeah. But you definitely need to you know, look beyond the obvious, and that's becoming more and more important with the different things. That, you, know, you can go in and mention schema again because that's part of it. It's interesting that you know, the H1 tags and the title you know, are 
playing more importance now, but yeah, it's like anything else. We can roll. And there's a good link to download it. Deal with it all, because we also have to deal with voice search, which is becoming more popular. So how do you, you know, you can put the keyword in there, but then maybe the keyword because of a voice search goes further down the end of of the actual string of words, which used to be start from the left, go to the right. Things are definitely changing, and and I'd be interested to uh, see at some stage the positioning importance of, of words in a URL or words in a title, because that's definitely changing with the way that everything's going now. It's more in a question form. It's more in spoken search. So as, as they become more important, the rules of what we were used to in the past are, are definitely changing. Yeah. Um, and in fact, I'm going to download, uh, I'm just filling out the form right now to get this full study. So there's a link there at Search Engine Land. Uh, and don't forget to check out the search metrics study showing uh, a slight decrease in the importance of links as a ranking factor. Now, uh, another important thing to note that this uh, particular article did uh, cite uh, uh, another study, uh, which was the Stone Temple study which showed that it was a very strong factor uh but uh, again reiterating this fact this study is not saying that linking isn't important anymore it's just saying that it was less important than last time hey we're going to take a break uh we want to hear from our great sponsors here at cranberry.fm so stay with us and we'll be right back with you on seo rocks too much for your paid advertising or have you quit altogether because it seemed like a huge waste of money studies show that companies waste 25 percent of their ppc spend on average the web marketing experts at wmetraining.com can show you how to make your adwords account a lean mean converting machine whether you're just starting out or want to take your skills to the next level we have a class for you contact the web marketing experts at wmetraining.com Cranberry Radio is your new destination for education, entertainment, and engagement. Browse through our complete library of programs at cranberry.fm or on demand through iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, and Google Play. Don't worry, you can still access all of our great webmasterradio.fm programs at cranberry.fm. Refresh your bookmarks today to Cranberry Radio at cranberry.fm. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white-label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. A more refreshing kind of talk radio. Cranberry Radio. Cranberry.fm.
Let's get back to jamming and spamming with the SEO rock stars. And we're back. So yesterday, Jennifer Slag published at the SEM Post, Google adds real-time updated sports scores to search results. And I actually thought that this was something that was already in play. Um, but, uh, um, of course, we have a Canucks score, uh, given that it's Jennifer that is uh, publishing the article. Uh, but if you type in Canucks score, voila, you have the Canucks score. So... Um, this is something that I thought I had seen before, uh, but perhaps it uh, depended on the league uh, that you could get it in. Uh, typically, um, you know, I've seen schedule and scores, you know, like, for example, if I type in Manchester City, um, I get a nice uh, box that shows up, which I can expand, um, you know, which shows the schedule and scores. But, uh, you know, I think that w what... I would like to focus on from this particular article, Frank, and I'd love your thoughts uh, all otherwise as well uh, to add, you know, to the point itself. But is does, you know, again, does Google kind of block out a lot of content? So if I just type in in Manchester City, you know, I've got the knowledge graph on the right. I've got this very accordion, uh, which because their whole scores and schedule uh, and really kind of pushes me down if I'm uh, then below Twitter and then the top stories. Uh, uh, cards that are, by the way, nicely in, in, uh, introduced into this search result now. Uh, it's kind of cool seeing the Twitter uh, news cards in here, uh, which they had said they're bringing from mobile. So we'll have to make sure to talk about that soon. But, you know, what are your thoughts, Frank, uh, in terms of the overall usefulness? And, and then from an SEO perspective, do we give up on, uh, on big head terms like this, like Manchester City, and really hoping to get anything up there? Because, uh, you know, once you finally do get to the organic results, then you got Man City's stuff, right? Yeah. Um, and I mean, the, 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 again, it's another example of <clears throat> people – if you want the score, you just leave your, you know, Google tab open and it, it updates. So it takes away from, you know, I used to do that, but I'd go to ESPN or, you know, CBS Sports or any of the myriad of, of websites that actually, and I'd type in, you know, I go, okay, who's got the you know information? You'd see it up there in the results. You'd click and you'd leave that page loaded. Now everything's all geared towards us not leaving Google. Yeah. 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 Except for the ads. <laughs> well, and, and yeah, I mean, that is, you know, the goal is that we do obviously get all of what we need from Google. And, and if you think about it, you know, in the long term for user experience and for people, you know, there's something that is another reason people want speed, right? And 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 that's why Google's going to reward the sites that deliver speed is because you only have so much juice in your phone, right? Yeah. Uh, and and if people are going to be able to get the information they want by having just simply the Google app open versus opening up another app, maybe the Yahoo Sports app that they used to use or or Score or whatever other sports app, uh, you know, that's another chalk one up for Google. Uh, but also technically chalk one up for the user because they're able to streamline their uh, consumption of energy. Yeah, but I mean, you there are, see, that's the thing. I, I don't see how this one's going to be majorly uh, mobile because there are some really good apps that just alert you when there's a change in score as opposed to you keeping that one open and it just updating. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, 
It all depends on how you consume the information. Right. And if you want the app to do that, then you can. Uh, yeah. Or if you want one app to rule them all, Google's <laughs> trying to position themselves as, as that, I think. The, uh, it's a fair argument. And that's why, again, SEO is so important. <laughs> uh, because eventually they're going to get to um, you know organic search uh, within those apps. No thanks. I'm Ask me again later. Google starts, uh, goes back to the days. Well, actually, I don't think they ever did. Uh, the banner ads. They're going to start putting banner ads on the search page. Yep. No one's going to leave that page. Yep. So they may as well monetize it by uh, CPM deals. Why not? Why not? <laughs> Assuming there's been scroll and they've reached a certain number of time. Yep. So let's streamline these last two topics. Uh, a couple good topics, but we need to uh, yeah, get to the end of the show here. Eight tips for a simplified local SEO strategy in the new year comes from Dima Zloten over at Search Engine Watch. Uh, and uh, adapt your SEO strategy for voice search. So I see why this has made your list, Frank. Uh, right off, um, you know, I agree. We've been talking about this for a little bit. Um, shift budget to mobile. Uh, focus on local link building and get your local listings in order. Uh, I, this is a good list here, Frank. Uh, yeah. Anything that you wanted to hit on in particular? Uh, I mean, obviously, you know, a search you engine watch, by the way. You want to prioritize the store locator, which is 0.5. They, you know, I mean, you really do. The number of sites and big company sites where I'm looking all over the page for how the hell do I find a local location? You know, that's I can stand that, that should yeah. be front and center. You know, there's just certain elements that people aren't aware of, and especially when it's local. You know, people. You're a local business, so you, where your store location is should be front and center. And if you've got a few of them, then you should have, you know, find your location. Very prominent. Not Don't expect someone to search for it because if you're an electronic store, there's always another website that they can click back and, and oh, these guys will have it. So, yeah. yeah, whether you're a dentist, the doctor, any of the local things, you, you really do – if you're a single location, then have that location very prominent. Yeah. I agree. And it's all about entity and Google's focus towards entity. That's the use, the word they're using. And if you can really establish your entity, whether it's a business name or your own entity, yeah. uh, it's that much easier for Google to make sure they're returning the right content uh, based on the perceived intent. So the last one we'll hit is actually from uh, web as, as you were. We already uh, talked about this topic before, so yeah. that's good because we are out of time. But there was one more article that we had on here that our fearless producer, George, had uh, found for the uh, property set uh, topic from WebPro News. So you can check that out as well. That was published today at 12-13-2016. Uh, so thank you, Frank Watson. Thank you, George Armida. And thank you, Cranberry Radio for hosting us as always uh everyone rock on this week frank i'll Have see you tomorrow one, good friend see you rock tomorrow on. and uh listeners we'll see you next week The opinions expressed are those of the hosts and their guests and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cranberry News Marketing and Cranberry.fm. Rebroadcasts or retransmission of this content without proper consent is prohibited.